0: What's up? This is Matt Franco.
1: And this is Eric Dittleman. Welcome to Mind Over Magic.
0: Episode 120. 110. 120? <laughs> one it's 110, and I don't want any questions about what number it is. Okay,
1: fair enough. How- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, That's great. We start off the podcast on an inside joke that no one will get.
1: Yeah. I feel like uh, I'll just say real quick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That the, I knew uh, you were going to do it anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, just uh, just when we had our replay episode, it kind of threw off the numbering in our podcasting. So this is technically 110. So we're going to just go forward from there. So if you have any questions, shoot us an email. But
0: And I'll tell you, we had a 20-second argument right before we hit record <laughs> that that prompted that inside joke there. Yeah. And I just wish, we both wish we had it recorded.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. But we're I going mean, it forward. It really would have been the yeah.
0: beauty of what this is.
1: We're well our episodes are going to match up with the uh, podcasting numbers now so we're good.
0: That's all that matters, baby. <laughs> That's all baby. that matters. So, what's
1: up? uh so what's up with me what's up with you you've been uh doing a lot out in vegas i've been just home kind of catching up on paperwork and stuff
0: ah uh, i was so ho- i was hoping you were maybe doing some gigs so we could bounce back and forth on this but um well we still can of course yeah i have some uh, gigs i've done I, yeah. well you've also done gigs in your life so whether or not they were yesterday or the day before i guess is irrelevant right <laughs> yeah i guess so <laughs> <laughs> um Man, well, okay. So just to just to headline it a little bit, I did mm. a gig for the the Raiders team yesterday.
1: And this is a football team for those of you unfamiliar, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders. So they've you know if you're not a football fan, they have uh, recently come to Las Vegas. We now have Allegiant Stadium, which I have not even stepped foot in yet. Yeah, um, it's huge. Not though. for a concert, nothing. But I am very much looking forward to going because I and I am an NFL fan,
1: and it's changed the like the Vegas skyline a bit. Because oh yeah, huge, yeah, right? it's like, it's
0: very very cool, and yeah. I, I can't wait to go. Um, but I will say Raiders are not. I I should point this out initially because people always ask, do you get nervous before shows? My answer is always no. Um, but there is an exception, and like it has nothing to do with it being an NFL team or anything. But doing um like because I perform in my the Matt Franco theater uh, Mm -hmm. regularly, I actually get lots of anxiety leading up to um, events outside of that, whether it be uh, touring or uh, a corporate event or private event like this of some kind. Um, I have a lot of anxiety leading up to it.
1: Yeah, we were talking about how in the past, like You've now created your perfect environment in your theater show. Right. And that feels like your home base now, and how it's different than when you were on the road. Like, I'm on the road constantly, and right. my venues are changing, so I have to always be aware of slated adaptations to the show and making things fit the space. But you've just grown so accustomed to having this perfect Matt Franco show environment in the Matt Franco theater that uh, now just leaving outside of it is like, you know, a little bird leaving its nest.
0: <laughs> Maybe that's a good analogy. Yeah. But I mean, my question is, do you have anxiety leading up to gigs or for you? It's just doing another gig, right?
1: Um, I think my anxiety increases depending on like quote how important the gig is so like wow, the fact that's
0: interesting
1: i think the fact that like the raiders is a big deal so i would that probably, would matter yeah, to you yeah i think that would matter more than being in a new location i, I have
0: very similar anxiety no matter what you know what what exactly the gig is mm-hmm. but i mean i because to me they all feel important too especially especially sure. You know, I, I I'm doing I do a handful of these things. I would do a good amount of them, but still enough. Not it's still not daily, right? It's still not nightly where it's like feels like mm-hmm. just a normal going to work one day. You know? Yeah, I think it's just the stakes
1: for me. I think it's who it's for, and sometimes like how much money is like I'm getting that's from, interesting because like, if it's like a really, really well-paying gig of like, well, I don't, sure. I really don't want to suck. Right. <laughs> Cause I, I want to do more of these, you know, or it's just right. like, you want to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward always. But like, yeah, it's hard to keep that, uh, out of the back of your mind that like, Oh, this could be like the, the one that could like, okay. To so more. do you,
0: yeah. I-, I feel like it's anxiety, but anxiety for maybe different reasons, but like yeah. do you have a way of dealing with it.
1: Um, well, once I'm in the show, normally, it's usually all lead up, right? And anticipation It's all lead up for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, it's actually really, really funny that this came up at this time because I think just recently shared a memory on my Facebook. That was a quote from Amy Poehler, uh, who was, uh, talking about anxiety and nerves and uh, so forth. So let me see if I can actually pull that up. Uh, But it was a quote about her getting nervous before, what is it, SNL and Weekend Update. And here it is. I have the quote right now. So Amy Poehler's response when asked if she gets nervous doing Weekend Update on SNL. I think it's glorious to be nervous. Being nervous is great. How often do we get nervous on a daily basis? Being slightly nervous means you care and you're alive and you're taking some kind of risk. Hooray for being nervous. A friend, of, a friend told me to substitute the word excitement for nervous. That way you acknowledge the physical feelings without putting a negative spin on things. So to answer your questions, some, sometimes I still get so excited about update that I want to throw up. So she has a fun little turn at the end there. But, yeah, that is a technique I've used in the past is, like, we have this fight or flight response when we're in these situations and if you just channel if you know it's just extra energy extra adrenaline to either run away or to like get ready and fight it's all about how you frame it so if you just turn that nervous excitement into yeah i'm excited i'm going to use that to perform to actually like fight in this scenario this metaphor then uh then it's just uh you can use that energy to put on a better show
0: yeah i do get definitely very excited uh before every every uh this is more of like uh, the reason this one transitions into nervous is because like, right, I'm doing a totally different set list. I'm doing stuff mm-hmm. I haven't done in years. Some sure. of it, cause I thought it would play well for it. Um, and like anytime you add something new into any show, I spend just as much time, I'd say one of the hardest parts sometimes is the transition because every time you mm-hmm. add something in new, it adds two transitions, getting into it and getting out of it. And sometimes that's the hardest part because flow matters in mm-hmm. it and transitions matter, right? They can make or break any show, theatrical or not. Um, So anyway, you know, I did a lot of pacing, figuring out just the right set list. I ended up sticking to it. Sometimes I switch in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, What a fun gig this turned out to be, I should point out.
1: Good, good, good. good. Yeah, I saw, like, just a little video clip that was shared uh, where it it was the whole team just did their, like, comfy leather seats and like wherever they like it's uh, their media room it's their media room i was gonna say where they probably watch footage of other games and stuff like that and you know yeah a
0: lot of coach speeches in there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and footage and watching back quote-unquote tape even though it's not tape anymore but footage right so you're Um, walking
1: into their baby bird's nest yes (laughs) yes
0: <laughs> yes which is really cool because it was just like a college gig in terms mm-hmm. of like you can can only imagine how many all-purpose rooms quote-unquote right that you've performed in. Yeah. where like yeah. the lights are controlled by like a built-in ipad on the wall <laughs> yep you <Yeah>. know <laughs> um there's no stage but the seating mm-hmm. is raked so the sight lines are actually kind of amazing you can right. kind of do whatever you want it's really mm-hmm. great um so it's you know the the coaches. Uh, all of the players uh it was really funny uh Derek Carr the quarterback right Mm -hmm. in the front row to my left which is exactly where the doppelganger for Derek Carr (laughs) sat if you remember a million episodes ago when I thought he was in the audience at my show was that he was sitting in just that spot um (laughs) but it was very cool I um I did some stuff that I hadn't done in a long time. Uh, it was very much like doing a college show because, also, even age-wise, mm. it's like doing a college show. Right?
1: Yeah, because a lot of those
0: young players are like you know that age straight out you, of college. You, you, yeah, you grow up watching football and like they seem so much older than us but now that mm-hmm. <laughs> here we are in our 30s we'd be the oldest guy on the team you know yeah exactly <laughs> um but it was just yeah it was actually really surreal and really neat to have them uh you know Derek was the first one to get up and come over and, and chat afterwards and I I thought about mm-hmm. telling him the doppelganger story but I I held back because they're yeah, yeah. like you know 80 other players (laughs) wanting to say hello, which is really awesome and cool. And it makes me all the more excited to uh, support the team and all of that. But um, it's an interesting room to play, just a a football team of guys.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of masculine energy, I'm sure, that you can play off of if you want, right?
0: Yeah. I'm not sure there are a whole ton of magicians that it would be like, perfectly cut out for it um yeah yeah yeah. no truly but if i were to pick something that could uh, i'm not sure who exactly but like i think i would immediately draw from maybe not names you would immediately guess but names immediately from the from the college market those who have tons of experience Mm -hmm. in that i think would be like the first ones that i think you would choose that would be like yeah they could do this
1: right right um because yeah it kind of sets you up for like those kind of situations. And I feel like I've done, you know, shows just for the sports team or definitely I remember going around doing teasers and like all the football kids would be sitting together at the dining hall and you do a little something for them and then get them to come to the show. So you have this pocket of, you know, the football guys and you know, you can tell the clicks sometimes in these college shows of where people are sitting and who they're sitting with. And that can
0: override the energy for the whole show. So many colleges Absolutely. felt like they were for the football team. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> so you have had the
1: experience going in uh, that prepped you for this gig.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just the set, the thing was that was many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like riding
1: a bike, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it is. You... I, I did go back and watch some footage uh, mm-hmm. of like, I did. I I had a good paper balls over the head back in the day. And thank God I went back and watched it because if I just tried to do it, I wouldn't have been able to uh, remember all like the little clever phases. And I went back and watched it. I was like, whoa. And I was actually pleasantly surprised watching like college footage from 2014 Mm -hmm. of like how, you know, things were. I thought it was going to be kind of cringy in terms of transitions and scripting. And I was like, no, no, I had it. I had it together. I was pleasantly surprised and far enough removed where I could watch it and say that, you know. All right, I think I have three comments that I want to get to.
1: One is right away the oh the idea of taping yourself so you can go back and watch like your old yes. footage. How important. I mean, you're literally doing what they do in the media room, mm-hmm. prepping for games as yes. you're going through your old game footage. <laughs> yes, so, <laughs> so true. <laughs> so I think that's pretty great. So, I mean, um, my, my good friend Ken Weber has uh, Maximum Entertainment as a book that's uh, all director's notes for performers, especially in the magic field uh and one of the biggest tips from that is to always record your show so and then watch watch it back and so you can see what you're presenting because the camera's eye is unflinching and i believe we've talked about recording yourself in the moment uh, yes on of stage. course yeah of but course. It, yep. but to have it as archival footage like we talked about coming out of the pandemic and just some of the stuff that i forgot and i had to go look at some footage of myself doing shows pre-pandemic to be like oh yeah i did have that line there and that and so it's a good refresher of uh of, for your memory that's Absolutely. A, that's one comment. And I said three and I'm going to see if I can remember the other two now. You have to. It's a rule oh, yes, of threes. Yes, yes. This is- <laughs> I remember one. Uh, one of them was uh, once you started performing, did you feel the anxiety anymore?
0: Oh, no, no. It's yeah. never it's never during performance. It's, it's all always leading just leading mm-hmm. up to. And it's honestly mm-hmm. never even once I arrived to a venue.
1: Do you know what is a good tip, too, for uh, if you get super nervous before the show? Like, literally using some of that energy before you walk out on stage. Like, I've done, like, jumping jacks or whatever. It's oh, all, wow. It's all yeah, just yeah. built up, right? So you can release some of that by doing something physical. And you're kind of tricking your body that you are, run, you know, doing that flight from the fire. I don't even know
0: if nerves is the word. And I use the mm-hmm. term anxiety. And I don't know if that's accurate. But for me, it's, like, the day, like, so the day leading up to it, it's, like, I can't really... I have to just remain focused on... Right, the, the task at hand, yeah. From the morning till the performance, which is really kind of a stressful thing to do.
1: I've also seen you in like gearing up for a p- big performance mode right. where you're just like, you get very inward, you pace a lot. <laughs>
0: you Like so I much can, pacing, I a marathon. Tell. Literally, I'm pacing marathons around my house. I
1: can <laughs> tell you're in your in head, kitchen. but you're focused and you're just, focused. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is,
0: that's one of the reasons you're probably pacing is to get rid of some of that energy, right? Maybe, yeah, yeah. it's a healthy exercise for me but it's a stressful exercise (laughs) it's like draining exercise um was that two that was only two i I... remember
1: the third one okay i know in the past you've done magic tricks that uh use football and famously gronk you've used gronk you you did the nfl draft Yep. Did you customize anything for the Raiders football? Game? I did,
0: actually. There we I go. Did like a, yeah, <laughs> I did, uh, which was really a really fun moment, actually, um, where they had them passing around this football. I used to use an alien back in the day, like right. an inflatable alien. I remember So that. I used a football, and they had so much fun with it. And the other thing I want to throw in here, too, just to paint the picture is this is a complete surprise for them. Oh, they had anytime, no idea you were coming in. Yeah. Anytime they go into this room, mm-hmm. it means they're about to work. Yeah. Or, or listen to the coach and i and i had you know a long talk with and you must know coach josh mcdaniels because he was with the patriots for yeah 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 i you know, remember the which name. is which is the most successful dynasty, dynasty in sports yeah. history and he was a huge part of that i mm-hmm, mean mm-hmm. um, he's now you know he was the offense coordinator right of the pats at one
1: point yeah yeah for sure
0: and um during that time and I'll, I'll, for many years, actually. But anyway, so he uh, he's now here, head coach of the Raiders. And he said to me before the show, he's like, look, they're going to be so pumped. They have no idea. Anytime they come in here, they think they're going to just have to listen to me yap away about football. Super nice, down-to-earth guy. And I'm so thankful they brought me in. But um, so, yeah, they had no idea. He went up there to talk a little bit. And then all of a sudden, just the lights went out. A, a video came on sort of introducing was what was about to happen. And then, uh, boom, we were we were off to the races and the energy was strong. But it's a whole different energy because there's camaraderie and they all know each other.
1: I was going to say that put you in such a better place, that setup, than I think we talked in the past on a corporate gig I was doing where they wanted to surprise them. But they made it seem like I was going to be another boring lecturer at first. I was right. like, can we skip that intro and just go to the surprise? Because they'll be surprised the moment I come out for something fun. We don't have to set right. their expectations so bad like bad that they think they're going to have to do more work. So there's uh, a right way and a wrong way to
0: handle surprise. (laughs) Exactly. This was 100% the right way. So Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, just a, just a a great time. Felt good. Uh, Felt, felt really great to do. Um, I also like the
1: idea of you having the players throw footballs around and like, like there's so much room for comedy for when it's not Derek Carr throwing the ball. Just to uh, like, that's you, you a, that's not a good where else spiral. Room for comedy, you <laughs> yeah. know where else there's room for comedy, you, Eric? When you throw the I, ball, it was, just,
0: it was just a Nerf ball, because um, I didn't want anyone like you know I don't know how competitive they were going to get with this whole thing. So mm-hmm. and I didn't want it like smashing a light above us or something. So I just used like a soft Nerf ball, and it, the show is over. Mm-hmm. It just ended, and the um, b- the guy who was holding the ball in the in the crowd tosses it to me casually because like you know it's over all right let's give right. the ball back right to me i mean mm-hmm. couldn't have gone <laughs> couldn't have been better and i was standing on a chair mm-hmm. and he was standing up they're all standing up and i'm standing on a chair and like the ball went right into my hands and just bounced right off there's no <laughs> <laughs> and i said gonna stick to magic but there's no you know there's no better way to feel embarrassment and mm-hmm. laugh at yourself um and, i mean and that best. that comedy was built right into but i mean it couldn't have been a better pass and a worse catch
1: <laughs> and that's why you're like i that's why i stuck to magic <laughs> yeah no i did say
0: that but i i really was hopeful i was gonna catch it i was like oh this is gonna look so badass essentially and yeah. Yeah. uh boy and, did it not <laughs> and- incompletion.
1: <laughs> but you know what? It's those human <laughs> moments, right? Exactly. You,
0: you 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 do this show, it seems like you're the master of the mm-hmm. impossible. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh it's good to have those um human elements in there. It really is cuz cuz years ago if that happened, I would have actually been like upset with myself. Right. Yeah. I think so. And I, I you know, the more you live, the more you learn. I think I think you just realize you got to be you
1: and like take it as it comes and take it in stride. <laughs>
0: You know what else I I was happening to me during the performance? And I'm curious if this has happened to you Mm. because you're always walking into different environments where it's like every corporate audience is different. Every college audience is different. So I was literally learning things about the room and about the audience every second that went by.
1: Mm. Like what did you learn? What's an example?
0: I'll give a great example. I need four people from the audience. Do we have any card players? Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Normally... At just about any other show, this is a situation where people will raise their hands or not if they're, you know, in a corporate audience and they're sheepish. um, And you will then choose participants. Right. That is not what happened. What happened was I said, I need four people from the audience. Do we have any card players? Four people from different areas of the room got up and walked towards the stage and sat down in the chairs that I had up there. They self-selected themselves. Self-selected. The
1: perfect number. Like no one was fighting. Like no fifth person got up. They're just like. No awkwardness. No fifth
0: person. Oh no, (laughs) I only need four. None of that. Four people from different parts of the room all got up and made their way to the stage and sat down.
1: It's almost as if if I was like a fly in the wall and just watching that it looked pre-planned, right? <laughs> like y- Seriously. <laughs> like almost. this was all arranged and just four people were like, well, where are the four people? And they all got up and walked to the table.
0: Right. Other than the fact that there was like hesitation sure. of like, Oh, yeah. you should do it. You know, other than that, like I had no say and That's I take so great pride in picking the right people. Yeah. I had zero say, but I think it was a, a, a <laughs> another lesson for me. And, mm-hmm. and listen to me, you know, I've been doing these things yeah. for, I, I'm talking about having anxiety leading up to a gig after having done magic for 30 years. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> but it was a lesson for me in that, like, really, sometimes the more that you try to, to make a situation, it, 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 if you try to take a situation and make it your normal, whatever you want your theatrical show to be versus what the situation is, the worse you're off. It's better mm-hmm. off to embrace what the situation right. is. And it seems obvious, mm-hmm. but like it really shined a light on it when that happened. And I was like, cool, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be
1: weird at that moment to be like, no, I usually select them. Everyone go back, raise your hands, I'll choose the people, <laughs> right? You have to go with the flow. You have to be adaptable. I mean, I've seen you do that for years and years. I mean, even talking back to our famous um, you know, House of Blues show, when, oh, the, yeah, when right. the couches weren't even facing the stage and right. you jumping into the crowd and just making your cards across work there. You, know, like, right. that's, you have to be aware of your environment. You can't, you know, you're not always going to be in that setting that's perfect for your show like your theater is designed to be. So you have to be you got to be present and got to be in the moment.
0: And I'm sure you deal with this, too. Sometimes you'll have these uh, corporate setups where they can really do whatever you want. You know, it's almost like there's just this unlimited budget somehow for these events like corporate events. And mm-hmm. the, I'm not talking, mm-hmm. I'm talking about, uh, yeah, those big screens. For, yeah. All yeah, And they'll be tech. like, we can bring in whatever you need mm-hmm. to make it feel the way you want it to feel. And it's all the, the more I'm thinking about this now, it's like, no, I want it to feel more right. casual. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to try to turn this ballroom into a Las Vegas Either. showroom. Right.
1: Yeah. 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 I
0: want it to feel like we're in a ballroom hanging out together And um, less of the theatrics and like the magic more real. So we actually had to like, we had to set up the show in such a way that the players could walk in and have no idea that anything suspect was about to happen. So you can't have, for example, in your case, your four chairs set up that don't belong there.
1: Right, right, right. That
0: like don't really indicate a show's about to happen. Right. Uh, But like still, it had to look like okay, you walk in, there's a podium, that's where coach is gonna stand, and we're gonna watch you know Mm -hmm. him talk. Yeah. Um to keep so that, that element of surprise.
1: Too. And it is something about, yeah, your audience is already they're gonna be aware of what the environment there is that they're already in. So right. if you're trying to force something that doesn't belong in there, like creating like this fancy lighting in that room or something like that, then right. they're gonna be focused on that question mark that's hanging above the stage. That's a phrase that we use a lot in improv is uh, you're trying to answer all those questions right up the the start of the scene, because if there is a giant question mark metaphorically hanging over the stage, they're not going to be paying attention to what's happening on stage, They're going to be thinking about that question that's left unanswered. So if they're being forced to be like, why is the why is everything like this? Why is the lighting so different? Why is that? They're not going to be focusing on your performance. So the fact that you're taking the environment as it is, and then making it work, you know, for that, what they're already expecting. That's huge, I think.
0: Yeah, and look, that can work too if you put the Mm -hmm. right effort in to turn an environment into a makeshift theatrical environment. Awesome, more power to you. And in some cases, that is the right move. But like, this really made me feel like, yeah, like the the more you try to turn something into something it's not. It's kind of the same thing when you have an audience member on stage, and they're they're behaving different than like maybe the norm, and Mm -hmm. you try to like um, control the situation to make them what you want them to be. That's never the right move. Right, yeah. The right move is to let them behave as themselves and you as the performer react to it. Exactly,
1: exactly. Which is another improv lesson as well.
0: It, it, it <laughs> so is, but it's an, it's an important reminder. But anyway, yeah, um, it was really great. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed doing it, but I, I felt like I was learning things every couple of seconds that went by. I was like, oh, these are the types of, hmm. this is the timing that I need to have here. Like, you need to be ready to play the timing of the room because yeah. it's different than any other room nice nice.
1: Right. that's so, awesome man yeah that's and, that's
0: that's what's going on here
1: and now you're like buddies buddies with them so you can go to the game whenever you want is that the
0: <laughs> give them a call up and be like hey box seats hey man i i hope so i uh that was sort of that was you know even sort of alluded to although i don't know exactly or maybe even explicitly but i never know how to what to <laughs> say about you know well how do you even approach that hey well, next time I'm in town, I'll be yeah. like,
1: "Hey Matt, just give up, uh, give your old buddy Derek Carr a call, yeah, and uh, <laughs> see if we could go see him work
0: um, since he got yeah, to see right. Him I would love to see the team in the action. No, I am yeah. very much looking forward to that. <laughs> but um, my so my brother's there, and he's a huge mm-hmm. football fan, and mm-hmm. you know he's helping making sure everything goes smoothly. Um, and he says to me afterwards on the on the phone. Uh, he said, "Hey, that's you know that's something you really need to actually do. That's the, you know something you need to take advantage of. You gotta you gotta you gotta get to one of those games and do this." And I, <laughs> I and I said to him, and he said, "That's something you have to take advantage of." For me, he said, "Yeah." And oh, I said, funny. "Absolutely. I can't wait to tell you all about it when I go." <laughs> and uh, that yeah, that joke great. went over well, but I was joking. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, of course.
1: <laughs> uh, so. I, I also do like that you, to make the team feel at home, you uh, decided to uh, wear silver and black face paint for the gig. So that's...
0: <laughs> Ironically, our props were silver and black. Oh, like there I had, you had go. a towel that was gray, you know, silver, gray, <laughs> I had like a, a, a mat that was black. It was like everything. And actually, we even made a joke about that with the staff beforehand. It was It was really funny. <laughs> The so.
1: Raiders Nation seeps into your show. That's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Matt, let's jump over. I think we're at that time. Cool. Are you, are you ready for Diddle Me This? Diddle yes, me this. Diddle me that. Will Eric end up stumping Matt? Riddles. Uh, we have a riddle submitted from uh, one of our patrons or one of our producers here, Dr. Bob Baker. Thank you, Bob. And it is a classic riddle. I hope you have not heard of it. Uh, But this is one. Here it is. Brothers and sisters, I have none. That man's father is my father's son. Who am I?
0: Wow, I have not heard this.
1: Yeah. I'm hoping I can explain this one (laughs) because it is a tough. It is uh, Logically, it makes sense,
0: but you got to dissect it. I'll give it to you again because you seem like you're in thinking mode. I have trouble like deciphering like Mm -hmm. how like how to even use the term like sister in law and who (laughs) who constitutes as that. So
1: family tree knowledge could use some work, is what you're
0: saying. (laughs) It's difficult for me. I have to make I have to click connect the dots manually every time. All right, go ahead.
1: Cut to Matt going to ancestry.com and typing in this riddle. (laughs) (laughs) Can you help me figure out? Okay, so here it is. Brothers and sisters, I have none. That man's father is my father's
0: son. Okay, I'm gonna get this. Brothers and sisters, I have none. That man's father is my father's son. Yeah. And you have that man. Okay, that man's father. You have to determine
1: who the person who's saying the riddle. Who
0: is that person? Is my father's son. Jeez, that is confusing. <laughs> I Let mean, me I like that. Paper. Yeah,
1: if you need to write this down, that's good. That's a good strategy. I do like that it rhymes, and it's only two lines long.
0: Hey, uh, sidebar. I had a conversation about rhyming patter. Are you a fan or not a fan, generally speaking?
1: Uh, I think it has to done, be done really well um, okay. and in I the actually right don't context. mind it.
0: I don't love it or yeah. hate it. Most people, I feel like, love it or hate it. I think...
1: Oh, uh, man, I think it has to do with the style and how you set it up. And like, obviously, you're going to be invoking poetry as a way, too. So it's like, where do you find poetry being read in a show? Is that appropriate, too? So I think I don't know. I don't know. I maybe think maybe I someday we'll
0: it. get into the uh, I have a couple of pretty good arguments uh, that I recently sort of learned from someone wiser than me well let's um, put
1: a pin in that for after the riddle yeah that's what yeah, i'm saying
0: yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe even not today or we yeah. could today um for w- why it's actually quite good and evidence mm. of it in like history and some really strong works anyway so you want the riddle? brothers again? and sisters so let me see brothers yeah. and sisters i have none that man's father is my father's son
1: nailed it oh you got the riddle part right not the answer
0: yeah <laughs> brothers and sisters i have none so i'm drawing a circle mm-hmm. that is the person talking I have none, so they have yep. no siblings. Yep. That man, I'm drawing another circle. That mm. man's father. Mm-hmm. Now I'm drawing a circle above him to be the father. Mm-hmm. Is his father's is my father's son? son. Is his father? Yeah, that first guy's. That man's father is my father's son. son. Yes. I can't figure it out. Not quickly. <laughs> Yeah. In the context of this podcast. It's tricky. It's
1: tricky for sure. Yeah. Good job,
0: uh, Dr. Bob.
1: It's a great riddle. So this is how I want you to approach it. So I'm going to give you this since you're tapping out.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but
1: uh let's break up this by section. The second sentence is the key one here. That man's father's my father's son. So start with my father's son. So if my father's son, who is that?
0: That's 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 me
1: that's you because you have no other brothers and sisters. That's why that first line is included. So it can't be that father's son couldn't be a brother, right? It has to be you from mm-hmm. that. So now if we take that and we replace me with my father's son because you just solved that, that man's father is me. <laughs> is essentially what you just replaced. Is the answer me? So who am I? You can say me, but you are the how what's your relationship to the man you're pointing at? I don't know. So that man's father, the man you're pointing at, that Mm -hmm. man's father is me, is essentially what we replace.
0: So the answer is me?
1: The answer, you. I mean, you're talking about me, but what is your relation to the man you're pointing at? That man's father, you're pointing at the man, is me. So you're that man's- I don't know. You're that man's father.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. So like your son- yeah so you're the father
1: to the son that you're pointing at
0: whoa that is that is i mean that that would take me some time (laughs) so i like it it's a really good one so that brothers and sisters i have
1: none that man's father is my father's son so you're saying i am the father to that man
0: yeah i'm not sure so you're saying basically you're supposed to work backwards on this thing I
1: think you break it up in chunks. Yeah. Yeah. It's very hard to do it just thinking about it. I think needing a diagram is a good way to visualize it. But if you do break it up in the way I just did, that if you think my father's son is me, and then you use that kind of like, think of it like a math problem. You just substitute me in for my father's son, right? And now you're saying the phrase, that man's father is me, and that gives you the answer. Anyone I'm,
0: listening, if you haven't had that aha moment of like, oh, okay, I get it now, don't feel bad. Nor <laughs> have I. Although I feel like everyone else did have the aha moment except me. And you I, know what? I'm comfortable with that too.
1: Yeah, I think I <laughs> explained it pretty well. As best oh, you I know, could. I totally agree.
0: But it's it's hard to grasp for me. Is, like certain things yeah, are hard to grasp absolutely. For, you know. Yeah. And this is this is a hard one for me in particular. Certain yeah, absolutely. people have different, you know, different ways their brains work. So well,
1: Let's get you off the hook and put me on the hook with some trivia. Matt picks up the question, then he stares at it. Eric's at the ready, time to use his wit. Pressure, pressure, pressure,
0: trivia, pressure, trivia, time.
1: I also know that, Matt, you're going to use this riddle at the show to your,
0: your, uh, your crew today. To see Maybe. how they do. <laughs> Maybe. No, because I can't even explain the answer after. <laughs> I just tell you them I know to. the answer, but I can't tell you why. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to. Just be like, all right, yeah, yeah. You figure,
0: figure it, it out. I want to see how difficult we want to go with your trivia today. Do it, man. Do it. All right. What is the meaning of the word zodiac in ancient Greek?
1: Whoa. Mm.
0: I have me, I have options.
1: I think you have options, but let me think about it first. Zodiac. Of having to do with uh i don't know did was- you just
0: treat that as a mentalism routine you just go i think you have some options but let me figure like oh yeah I-. <laughs>
1: no i just know you always have
0: <laughs> yeah but you played it as a hit <laughs>
1: <laughs> um zodiac okay so what i know about the zodiac is it's based around more the stars that they saw at the n- nighttime at different parts of the year which they sort of used as a calendar. So I'm thinking, sky, stars, something in that area. But let's hear the choices.
0: So, uh, they all start with circle of. Circle of okay. Circle of personalities. Mm-hmm. Circle of stars. Mm-hmm. Circle of animals. Mm-hmm. Circle of futures. Okay, so
1: I'm gonna get rid of personalities and futures right away. Um, animals maybe, but some of some of the zodiac signs aren't. Animals, because you got like the water bearer for Aquarius and Libra as a scale. So I'm going to go with stars. That was my initial thought. Circle of stars. No. Wow. Okay. Interesting. So now. Uh, maybe I eliminated too much too soon. Maybe future because futures it, they, people do go to the Zodiac for astrology to think about this. This seems like something I should know because it's like sort of related, but I still don't think futures right, so I'm gonna go with I don't know, animals was my second guess. Is it animals? It is animals. Yeah Good work. That's so interesting that it's
0: animals. Yeah, I did go with that question because of the uh, sort of...
1: Tangentially related to mentalism. Yeah, love that word here. Um, Zodiac. Oh, I guess that also makes sense, like zoological zoo meaning animals so true yeah that makes that sense root, i didn't connect root, those dots either now word. i have
0: another aha moment thank you
1: there we go since you didn't get one with the riddle we could do right. it with your own trivia right um matt what is uh you want to so what is your argument for rhyming patter i'm curious i mean when i think of when I see a performer do it, it like I said, it has to be in the right context for me. Because, But it is very evocative of something like Shakespeare that did do a lot of rhyming and, you know, that kind of poetry, sonnets and so forth. But it just feels, I think, in modern audiences, sometimes out of place if it's not set up theatrically.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, I hadn't planned on talking about this. I remember one point in particular. And let me give mm-hmm. credit to who I was having the conversation with, who sort of made the argument, and I said, wow, these are really good arguments. Yeah. I remember one in particular that was so interesting to me. But anyway, um, so Jim Steinmeier mm-hmm. is a legendary Ooh, illusion about. designer.
1: We talked about him. on Did we talk about him on the podcast? I think yeah. you mentioned, I don't remember I saw if you were his recording or not, but fism. you saw his
0: lecture at FISM. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think you got the notes and everything. Yep, yep. Um Anyway, he created the Statue of Liberty Vanish that was famously performed by David Copperfield. And pretty much if you've seen a magic show, you've seen illusions that he's designed. Yes. Um, Anyway, he he came out to my show recently. Uh, I do a bit of rhyming patter in the show. Mm -hmm. um, And we talked about it. And he he thought it was he was kind of um, surprised that I did that. And I said, cool, why? And he said, well, so many people seem to have an issue with it. And I said, yeah, I'm not one of them. you know." And he said, neither am I. I said, great. Um, And one of the things he talked about was the dialogue is actually easier to hear Mm -hmm. when it rhymes, but also pointed out that, I guess, in Shakespeare, Mm -hmm. and he was very careful not to um, generalize and say literally all, uh, but he said in many of, or maybe even most of, Every sort of um, act ended in lines that rhymed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, you would traditionally have like
1: the chorus too, kind of commenting on the scenes from like the third person perspective, which was sort of the audience's perspective. Uh, so a lot of those, particularly were um, were rhyming couplets uh, to give a good significant ending towards scenes. Um, right but a lot of shakespeare is you know iambic pentameter so it's setting up expectations and then shakespeare would also play with those expectations and like change words around and like almost break it so like you have to read it in a certain way to fit in certain ways but that uh, that's all what magic is is setting up expectations and then sort of breaking it and uh leading people to certain ways one of my favorite improv teams of all time is the improv shakespeare company and they very much in the style of Shakespeare, break away from their iambic pentameter speech and they use modern references and jokes, but they try to actually end each scene with sort, sort of rhyming couplet as like a definitive period, you know, ending punctuation towards that scene.
0: Yeah, so you seem like you're pretty looped in on this. It never actually mm-hmm. occurred to me. But, I mean, I do end act one of my show with, with rhymes.
1: I forgot you moved it to the end of act one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess this I think your it may cu- have always
0: been there. This um, is your cups and balls routine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I guess the I, I, he had some other gr- great points and arguments for it, too, which... Honestly, he's so good at articulating these ideas that like made you wish you just had a tape recorder yeah. for the conversation. <laughs> and you know, Jim, I don't know if you're listening, but he is a friend of our our social media accounts for the Mind Over Magic uh, handle. So if you are, thank you for uh, mm-hmm. for you know for coming by and all of your support, but um and for all your contributions to magic. But um the other ones are sort of obvious, right? Like it's it adds texture to a show, right?
1: That's what I was just going to say is you don't want a whole whole show of rhyming. Right. Because it, it can be, you know, OK, what what am I am I stuck in Shakespeare? And, you know, Right? Some right, are, right. are kind of uh, opposed to that. But um, but yeah, to definitely we always talk about different styles and texture throughout the show. You want ups and downs and, and changing your rhythm pattern to literally what you're speaking is another option.
0: But it does make the lines really audibly easier to hear, which I'd never really thought about. But, like, yeah, you kind of know where that dialogue mm-hmm. is going as it's landing, as opposed yeah. to listening for, wait, what was that? You know? and it So it creates an easy listening vibe that, like, you kind of wouldn't have throughout the rest of your show.
1: Right. And I don't even think it's specifically the rhymes at the end, because you're going to hear those and you're kind of expecting where it's going to go. But... Also, it's just the rhythm and the cadence of da 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 da. It reminds me of uh, you know back in uh, college days where you would you would do your impression of the uh, the spoken word artists. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's all yeah. about that cadence, and then you can hit a certain punctuation, and you know that phrase is over. So that right. you're, you're setting someone else to th- up for the next sentence. So it's kind of training the audience to think in a certain way. Uh, and one of my favorite. Uh, Improv slash drinking games you could do is like sort of a Beastie Boys rap where the goal is you're all rhyming off of one word. but Everyone knows the word you're rhyming off. And your goal is to set everyone else up Beastie Boys style so that they can all shout the rhyming word (laughs) together. Right. 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 So then it gets them engaged and almost trying to predict where you're going once you've set them up in a specific way.
0: Yeah, and in the last line of the routine, people do actually see where it's going and shout it out in unison with me, and it's like the closest as magicians will ever get to having, you know, an audience singing lyrics back to you. I guess. Yeah, like a call
1: and response. I, I think you should just end that piece now with like a na 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 na
0: na 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 and do it real <laughs> Beastie Boys style. <laughs> Do it Beastie Boy style. There's something funny there, you know. You of know course. there is. Of course there is. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's awesome, man. Yeah.
1: Um, very cool. So are you going to add more? Or I think just the one piece is probably... Oh, no. Yeah. yeah.
0: In fact, I don't even know if I... Uh, I don't know how long it'll stay in the show, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, but it, I do like the idea of having something in the show that does that. Although I think a show is fine without it, too. I don't think mm-hmm. it needs it. But um, I do think that um, there's really maybe maybe it's often done poorly or something so that's why magicians have a problem with it but like i think if it's done right and fits in a certain show that it can add great texture but again you know some some people like it and some people just don't and that taste is fine too whether it fits well or not some people are just not going to be might it might not be for them and that's totally cool too you know
1: well this actually ties into uh I, i we don't have to get into all of the acts now um because we we're running low on time but uh, I did catch up on AGT magic this week. and I, there- I
0: love that you're catching up with the auditions. They're already like halfway through live shows. I caught up with the auditions,
1: <laughs> and the, I'm, I'm caught up now with the quarterfinals. There, nice, was no, nice. there was no magic in the first round of quarterfinals. but No, uh, I
0: didn't think there was, but there will be, because it's, it's it's an interesting layout this year. Right. Of- but, well, I want, before we get into the layout, I
1: just wanted to tie into one of the performers this year is Mervant, Uh, out of philly and his opening audition piece he's doing a rap so he's literally got the rhyming in his rap Mm -hmm. where he's pulling cards out and they're matching so it's kind of again using that for the audience to anticipate where the card magic is going
0: yeah he did a great job with that
1: yeah but uh, yeah they are doing it very differently this year uh, because like they said yes to a lot of uh, magic acts in the you know, first 109 acts that they gave yeses to. But then there's the deliberation round, and a lot got cut. Well, and there's not even performance as
0: you notice? No judge cut round.
1: Right, so there's no performing, and the judges decide. They just kind of, you know, look at different photos and be like, this pe- person's going to go in, this person's not. And then they invited 55 into the quarterfinals. So, so like what are the four yeses
0: for, then? To make it to the deliberation? I guess... And then what is the golden buzzer that removes you from being deliberated on? I guess. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got to remember, I never had a golden
1: buzzer. Right. <laughs> well, I never so,
0: received one, so yeah. if that counts for anything.
1: Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I think... What they just basically are doing is like, oh, you got four yeses. So we'll air your we'll first you. We'll have you at least get a clip out of it, right? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Because, Maybe. um, you know, uh, there was four. I'll, I'll just go. Uh, we won't go into detail on all of these. But I did do a uh, little research that uh, there's four in the quarterfinals, uh, including Yannick Holste, who's a German uh, dancer who made all of his, like, backup dancers appear. Uh, with Big Box Illusions. Okay, I don't know if, yeah, I don't I know if you got that. that. We talked about Mervant, uh, Mervant Vera, who was, was rapping and doing cards, which was really well-received, and they actually said how they loved, like, the rhyme of it, so yep. that's good. Uh, Nicholas Ribbs we talked about briefly, who was doing kind of sleight of hand with a screen projected down onto the mat and pulling, you know, different balls and decks of cards and even the Eiffel Tower out of the screen. Uh, very yeah, I visual, loved that. and then Yuho Jin, who um, I know from seeing him perform. And uh, what's crazy is Simon wasn't a big fan of his first. Oh, act. I
0: saw that. I was right. really surprised. Yeah,
1: but those of us who know Yuho Jin know he has even even touched his Fizm act oh, yet. Oh, right. So right. he's got a lot of material in the chamber that's just gonna totally wow them. So uh, amazing I would hope, manipulator. Yeah. Uh, I think he'll probably go far if I were to put money on it. But during the Eliminated Deliberation Act, uh, you know, the Deliberation period, the other shows that got yeses were (laughs) Siegfried and Joy, who I mentioned were at FISM, that kind of did this comedy act. Uh, Henry and Klaus were from Brazil, and they did some sort of danger escape where they were, like, locked into a... uh, a chamber with dynamite and then the dynamite blew up and that before they were able to get out of the um, handcuffs and then appeared as the cameraman filming it uh which is fun uh Maxence Vera from France uh did a bit with a prediction and a soda can and Howie's credit card and the Howie's credit card ended up in the soda can and the the drink of choice that was chosen was actually milk. So the soda. How, looked...
0: how do you have a record of all these things?
1: I watched them all and I remember, remember. And you
0: remember that they didn't like they went through, but they didn't go through.
1: Oh, I did my research, Matt.
0: It sounds like it.
1: <laughs> uh, mostly because also what was interesting is uh, so, so Max Sons was very fun. They liked his quirkiness, but didn't go through. Uh, and, and he poured milk out of a soda can, which is just a weird visual. <laughs> by the way you're uh, not
0: going to believe this i i worked on a thing recently where you make the liquids change places from like coke and sprite same effect Whoa,
1: cool it's an old
0: effect and i messed around with it because i just thought it was kind of fun um i don't really it didn't at at least at the time i don't really have a use for it but it was cool to play with
1: yeah i uh i mean i all the all these clips by the way you can look up online but what's interesting is i'm always looking at who's the mental who's going to be the mentalist was there any so there was a m- group called mind to mind um, um a gentleman with his wife mm-hmm. and she st- was outside and mm-hmm. did this great uh reveal of they took uh one of the judge's phones face down she was able to tell the battery percentage of the phone uh while she was outside out of the theater with terry cruz watching her and then um out of a bucket of uh, memories that the audience submitted uh H- heidi took one out and read the memory or thought of the memory and the judges could look through and see all the other memories were different. And, uh, outside she was able to pick up on Heidi's memory. Exactly. So it was a really cool two person mentalism act, great presentation. And then they just got eliminated during deliberation.
0: Sure. So there's no,
1: there's no mentalists in the quarterfinals.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, let's talk about the broad strokes of eliminations here. How many Mm -hmm. acts go through just two per night?
1: Yeah, that's the other thing. So it looks like they're doing five rounds in the quarterfinals. No, that's it. And And then then, to the finale. And then it's to the final. And then two from each. And then they go to the finale. Yeah, it's such a different format.
0: I think it was four that went through when you were on and maybe six that went through when I was on. But, man, I had to perform, I think, seven or eight times to win that show yeah uh, now the most you could possibly perform is three to win exactly <laughs> <More than double. laughs> and all
1: of your clips are on our patreon now so people are oh, cool. like they're well, like from oh, from my
0: from, contestant days right i still have yeah. more to send you okay y-
1: yeah all your agt your your initial agt run before you were invited back to do performances yep. on yep. the show uh i think there's like six or so i okay. think it's
0: got to be at least seven i know it's at yeah. least seven yeah.
1: Uh, because you did have to do, like, uh, recaps. <laughs> like, yeah. you had to do a remix of one of yours. And Audition,
0: then you... judge cut, quarterfinal, semifinal, top 12, and then two in the finale. And, yeah. and three in the... the finale. It was eight.
1: So you did a reprise. You did another piece for your finale. And then after the decision was made, you did the celebrity one with Rosie.
0: That's right. There were right. eight total. Yeah, yeah. Crazy.
1: So those are up on our Patreon and our video vault. Uh, and then you did come back again many times to perform yeah. on the show. They just had a uh, past winner, Dustin Tavella, on the quarterfinals. I think finals. another eight times.
0: <laughs> so Actually, so, in so, seven years, yeah.
1: So the question I have for you is, now that they had Dustin in the quarterfinals, is there any murmurings of having you back yet?
0: Why? Well, I, I Listen, I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, I have not. I haven't heard a thing yet. Mm-hmm. Usually... Uh, Usually there's not a whole ton of advance notice, so we shall see. Yeah, we shall see. (laughs) Possibility. So
1: root for the magicians on the show and root for Matt to be invited back to perform again.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we'll be able to make that work schedule-wise if it happens because it's it's always a challenge. (laughs) It's always a challenge. It's like, yeah, "Yeah, in three
1: days. (laughs) (laughs) And you got something new you haven't done yet?
0: Always. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. I have stuff to show you. Oh, cool! No, I, I have stuff that. I can't wait to show you. Okay, well, I'll be. There yeah, but I can't do month. it. I can't do it virtually. It's got to be. It's oh, got to be up close. I'm coming
1: in town for a, for a corporate gig in a month, so I know, I know. I'm looking we'll forward chat. to it. We'll chat.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so. Let's uh, jump over to our goals, Matt. Okay. Uh, let's start to wind this thing down. You uh, punted last week and just kept the same goal of reorganize your magic.
0: Yep. And how'd you do? I haven't gotten to it yet. (laughs) Are we carrying it over again? Yeah, we have to because this all needs to get reorganized because there needs to be renovation that needs to happen Mm -hmm. within the next week or two that needs to begin. So if I don't do it, it puts a whole other everything else at risk. So I have to do it. So we're
1: getting down to crunch time where you're actually going to have to do it. And uh, use those nice containers you got from the container store.
0: I know I those are those are all being used other than a couple so we're, we're doing good on that not a, a sponsor by the way huh
1: <laughs> not a sponsor of our show no <laughs> <laughs> free plug uh all right so anything else you want to add or you're just keeping that
0: no man I'm keeping that for right now if I think of anything I'll tell you
1: all right cool I was gonna um work uh, well one I did I was supposed to catch up on the AGTX, which clearly I did uh, yeah yeah <laughs>
0: you did your homework I
1: did my homework and then uh, Q Labs. I'm still, I didn't get a chance to really sit down with it because I've been working on other office work that's a little bit more of a priority. But it is nice to be home for a little bit and catch up on all that office work. And I'm like starting to organize around my apartment, too, which uh, I was just reading an article about why that works is like we do kind of. Uh, see ourselves in our living space like this going back to the baby bird nest kind of thing. So it's like organizing your place where you are all the time actually organizes and frees up that anxiety in your brain a lot too. like your, Mm -hmm. your sense of self. So it's like, that's a good like mental health strategy is just like clean up a little bit. Awesome. Uh, So, uh, so I've been doing that. So I'm going to punt Q labs to work on that again, but also like I'm in the space where I'm finally catching up and I'll have some more free time, to read some of these magic books that are piling up
0: again. I, I'm, I'm literally they're piling up for me. <laughs> yeah, literally, I know. Like, literally, I have piles.
1: I <laughs> filled a bookshelf, as you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I knocked bookshelf.
0: down a bookshelf, so now I need to find where to put the piles. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so I'm going to say,
1: uh, I'll throw a bunch at me because there's our kind of ongoing the Q Labs, the magic books, and just like more okay. office work. So, hey, uh,
0: things that I need to do. Question. Um, mm-hmm. I, we we got to wrap up, so I don't want to yeah. dive into it. But I need to know if you saw. Uh, so Matt King and uh, came to my show this few nights ago and brought Artem. Exciting. Artem. Pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Did you see his act at FISM? I don't want to get into it yet, but I need I, to know if you saw it.
1: I did. He was uh, the la- He competed in the last day, and I was very impressed with his manipulation act. And I was like, "Well, he definitely has a shot in because the- he was one of the acts. Some of them were very creative. He never flashed at all. He
0: won so- the manipulation, you know. And he he uh, did he tie? He no, t- I I was told he won. Okay,
1: he-, he there was a lot of ties, so it was hard to keep track. But I okay. know he was. He was one of the the win. I think he, I think there was a tie in manipulation, but I think he was definitely one of the standouts and did win, and he got the first place trophy regardless yeah. of a tie or not. So, right, uh, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was fantastic, and it was very clowny, very mime. Oh, interesting. See, I would never know that having met of it. him. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was cool. It was okay,
0: because the reason I asked, and I would like you, uh, and maybe you p- could tell me a little bit about the act next time. I don't know if it's like, he too came much of a to a spoiler. your show.
1: He came to that yeah. too, with Mac, right? Yes,
0: yeah. yeah, that's how we met. And I asked him, I said, you know, can I see your act online? He said, it's not there. So it's probably going to be sometime. Everyone's telling me it's breathtaking. Um, so maybe, uh, you know, you can tell me a little bit about it, either off air or next time or something. So
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's get into our plugs, Matt. What do you
0: got to plug? Oh, you know what? This isn't announced yet, but just in a Ooh. few days, we are going to be kicking off Uh, our Animal Foundation Supply Drive. This is something we do every year. So uh, at a time when we normally tell you how to get tickets, this is me telling you not to buy tickets to my show. Wow. Uh, This is me telling you that you can essentially come for free, which there is a caveat to that. Um, Basically, what you do is you go to a PetSmart in uh, Las Vegas and you purchase items not for yourself, but for the Animal Foundation. They'll actually go into a donation box Uh, at the PetSmart right there on site. You'll see the box when you walk in with my face on it. Uh, At least that's how they've done it in the past. And whatever you purchase that's like on their wish list, which is very basic things that they need for the shelter, blankets, dog foods, dog beds, those types of things, Um, or even gift cards Uh, you purchase, and they go into that donation box. Uh, And in return for doing that, you actually get a ticket to the show.
1: Hmm. That's
0: so, great. So that 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 if you want to come see the show and you're going to be in Vegas and you can find yourself at a PetSmart starting, um, I think that officially starts on the 15th of August or yeah 15th of August this starts and we do it for about a month. Um, it really is a like a kind of a win win absolutely um, you yeah. just spend 20 bucks at PetSmart, which is hard not to uh when, when you walk into a store <laughs> like that anyway uh it goes to a great great cause which is the largest open admission um animal shelter in uh las vegas valley and uh yeah and then in return you get to come to the show which is really really cool for uh and you won't find that discount certainly anywhere else so
1: fantastic that's mm-hmm. a that's a great cause and you get to see your show yes wonderful mm-hmm. wonderful Uh, I've got a few things coming up some public shows this month you can catch me at Monday Night Magic here in New York City on Monday the 15th that's this week Uh, so check that out I'll also be in Connecticut at Mohegan Sun at the comics uh, and my buddy Jim Spinato's magic show there uh, performing with him on uh, the 28th I believe that's a Sunday Sunday. Uh, up in Unc- Is it Uncasville? I think it's Uncasville. It is Uncasville. <laughs> in Connecticut. And then I'm back in the city for uh, a show called Magic in a Bottle at City Winery on the 30th. So lots of options. I'll probably be in and out of, of Speakeasy at different times as well. So always check in if you're in New York. That is a really fun show. I, I did three nights last week, Matt, and I'm having a blast doing Speakeasy and just like interacting with people and having that fun casual like I'm really locked into my set there and I'm just having a lot of fun uh, doing that show and of course you can also uh, visit me at ericdittleman.com for private events corporates or colleges and uh, let's uh, thank our patrons as well, our big supporters uh, who helped produce the show. We've got uh, Dr. Bob Baker, who sent in that lovely riddle, uh, James Dawson, and Jesse Miller. Thank you so much. And if you want to be thanked at the end of the show, join our highest tier over at our Patreon at p a t r-e-o-n dot com slash mind over magic podcast where you can check out our video vault as we just mentioned and And even
0: for free we'll we'll put up there a little little teaser video so you can see what that raiders gig looked like because it was really cool
1: yeah, we're trying to do free content over there as well as our social medias, uh, but mm-hmm. some stuff is just on the Patreon, some stuff is just on the social, so make sure you're checking in on both of those at MindMagicPod, and then, of course, if you want to see those extra perks, you can join as well. That's easy. Go also, I just, before you do, I just wanted to say, I know I realize like not everyone can join and support, you know, so we, we do appreciate you even if, you know, money is tight. So uh, another way you can help out the show is just by spreading the word. So if you have other Absolutely. friends who uh, who you think would benefit from magic or just talking about showbiz or or, or just being on stage or just uh, want to know a riddle or trivia, you know, let them know. And uh, we would appreciate you.
0: I, I just want to say that that speakeasy thing. I saw some photos from it again. It looks so awesome
1: it's so fun man it, it looks so really, cool it's i it's one of those shows that like i think people are going to be talking about i agree i agree i mean just like, seeing
0: the photos of it i was like wow that looks really great we anyway.
1: having people come from like across the country to be like i want to do a week at speakeasy and seriously uh, you know so like all these guest performers are popping in because one of the fun things is you never know who's going to be on the roster there right so.
0: right very yeah. very cool anywho All right, buddy. Thanks for doing this today. Thanks, everyone, for listening. So appreciate you you letting us share, and we we hope you enjoyed. We'll see you next week.
1: Thank you so much. Matt, guess what? It's now.
0: Over.